Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to RelevantMagazine.com and Relevant Magazine. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me today is Kara Davis. Hello. Jesse Carey. How's it going? And Tyler Clark. Hi. They are three-fifths of the Relevant editorial team. As always, we're going to tell you about uh, the new entertainment releases, some of the what's happening in the news, and an update of what's happening here at Relevant. Releasing this week in music, um, not too good of a selection found by Jesse Carey. Uh, we have Ghostface, an island def jam. The album's called Fish Scale. Yep. Craftwork, <laughs> Minimum Maximum on Astral Works. Outcast, okay, there you go. Yeah, craftwork is Ryan, uh, one of our designers, really likes craftwork. They're legendary. Legendary. Uh, Outcast, we've moved on to Outcast. Outcast, uh, the album's called Idle Wild, it's on LaFace. That's good stuff. So this is the new. I haven't heard any real I buzz think, about no, it. No, this is the, the the soundtrack. This is the soundtrack to the movie. To this, oh, okay, to the, the Outcast yeah. movie. That's Man, so the out. only big name we had is not even like a real album. Well, it is Jesse. a real album, but it's, it's Uncle Jesse. Uh, I'm, we have the Chariot on Tooth and Nail Records. The album's called Unsung, and Flame on Cross Movement Records. The album's Rewind, and it's not the Flame, and it's not Flamer. <laughs> Is just flame. That's right. <laughs> Movies releasing this week: uh, Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is uh, there's a feature on kind of behind the scenes in this movie, and then upcoming issue of Relevant, the January issue, which subscribers will get December fifteenth. Yeah, we were able to talk to um, a lot of the people behind the movie, including uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, stepson. For a second there, I actually thought you were going to say including C.S. Lewis. Yeah, including C.S. Lewis. We channeled him. From, From the grave. <laughs> that was weird. That was actually him right there. <laughs> we have him in the studio right now. From the Special grave. Guest. It's a new segment. Hello, I am C.S. Lewis. <laughs> you look very British today. I'm drinking tea. And have like coming down with wool something. and tweed on. Mm. <laughs> See, I think that even though the the music selection this week is a little weak, I made up for it on the movies. I mean, these are some stellar releases. Yeah, because you really had a say in when those movies came out, huh? Uh, yeah, the studios <laughs> called me and were like, "Hey, we want the podcast this week," and so I was like, "All right, let's release the the high rollers." You know. Uh, speaking of high rollers, we have memoirs of a geisha. That's which that's was a, a book. It was. You're very excited about that movie. <laughs> I count the days. Uh, Mrs. Henderson Presents is a movie starring Christopher Guest and Judy Dench and a bunch of other people. It's what do you know? That one's only opening in New York and LA this week, though. Yeah, it, it's. I I'd never heard of it, but I saw Christopher Guest, and I'm a huge fan, as some other people in this room, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, but it's actually about like a theater company in London. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen anything about it, but and the I've theater company's it. not very good, but the community comes together to pull off a I, big play. benefit. I to actually, save the theater. I actually don't know. <laughs> that, I think that was a plotline in Breaking Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't actually know how much we should be promoting it because I think it like it's it's kind of like talks about it happens during World War Two, but the actress in the playhouse like is nude in a scene and that's like the big controversy in the movie or something. I don't know. I just read like a little synopsis. So 
you know, let's just caution the listeners before Dude, they go. Dude, you're home. dropping the ball in the movies. I, it's Christopher. Hey, he's Guest. still got Narnia. Yeah, Narnia. It should and, and Siriana. Siriana um, from Warner Brothers is coming out, uh, just starring George Clooney, Matt Damon, Amanda Peet, a bunch of people. Yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks like a good one. And also uh, Jesse's favorite. Sorry, see that was insensitive. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, um, starring Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, and Anne Hathaway and Randy Quaid and Michelle Williams and Anna Ferris, and there's a long list of people. Uh, Brokeback Mountain is obviously the controversial movie about a heter- homosexual relationship between two cowboys, married cowboys, right? I, I don't know. I think one of them is, um, I think Heath Ledger's character is bisexual. Apparently, from what, I, from what I've read about the movie, um, he has like a girlfriend and tries to lead a normal life, but he's in love with Jake Gyllenhaal's character, and they're both cowboys. <clears throat> so that's the, uh, speaking, that's the premise. Speaking it was gay, a book, though. Speaking of gay cowboys, I got a lot of emails um, in the last couple of weeks um, about our podcast, I think from two weeks ago, where we mentioned Rent. And I had the gall to say that I didn't like Rent. And, um, and the emails I got were, you know, apparently I'm a homophobe. Um, apparently... We will be unable as Christians to reach the homosexual community for Christ if we don't go and enjoy rent. And what was the other thing? I was just basically a really bad person. And so, you know, I'm not going to apologize for my opinion on rent because I didn't enjoy it. I just didn't. And, and there's this thing about, you know, having a standard, in my opinion, a standard in our life as Christians about what kind of entertainment we kind of subject ourselves to. Oh, the third comment was uh, the, one of the people who wrote me said that they felt that it portrayed a gritty reality of the real world, and that's part of the real world, and so that's why he enjoyed it. Set to music. Yeah, they break out <laughs> and singing every few minutes. And dancing. But, you know, there was an aspect of it. It was like, I just felt like it glorified, you know, the homosexual agenda or relationships and stuff, and it was... You know, as a Christian, I, I was not disturbed. I wasn't offended. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, I can't believe that this exists. It wasn't like that. I'm not naive. It was just as entertainment, as an entertainment choice, I just didn't enjoy it. Mm. Uh, Can I throw something in there? Um, when it first came out on Broadway, I was a big fan. and I had the soundtrack. I saw it on Broadway twice. I was a big fan. You learned all the dance steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could probably still do them today. No, I, I couldn't. But um, like when I heard that the movie was coming out, I, I pulled out the soundtrack, which I hadn't listened to in a few years, and I felt really uncomfortable. I felt, I don't, it's like what you were saying, Cameron, where I don't have a problem watching a movie that has a gay character in it. I don't, wa- I don't have a problem watching uh, movies that are, that are realistic and, and talk about real life issues. But I felt like the problem for me personally with Rent was that it was, like you said, it was, it was glorifying this thing, that it was really pushing this, this mindset that you shouldn't push your morality on me and if it feels good do it um, and that was my problem with it I have no problem showing um, showing what's really going on in the world but when you kind of promote this this idea that um, if it feels good do it that's kind of what I have a problem with it's a movie that I feel um, was was kind of tough on just kind of a clean basis but i think was very redemptive was garden state garden state you know here they show you know drug use and abuse and just you know everything that a christian wouldn't kind of want to endorse 
but I felt like it really actually did show the gritty reality of life and it used those things to kind of show how empty that is and that he kind of hits bottom in those things. Now I'm not saying that every movie has to show that every sin is bad and you know, but I felt like that was a movie I could sit through even though it was pretty rough around the edges, especially in some parts, but I, f- I was challenged by it. I was actually mm-hmm. like, I, I felt like I grew. I, I, I really feel like God kind of spoke to me through that movie, Garden State. And it's something that we mentioned in the next issue of the magazine is Kyle Lake, um, our author who passed away, his last sermon that he wrote um, was actually using Garden State as an example about kind of making the most of life, uh, about experiencing life, about not, um, you know, not kind of closing off parts of our heart and parts of our lives and just, you know, really getting raw, getting real and, and, you know, I guess experiencing the moment. I mean, that was kind of part of it, but he, I mean, he, a pastor was able to get something out of Garden State. I can't say the same for Rent. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rent to me, like you said, Tyler, just glorified a a lifestyle that said, you know, yeah, don't push your morality on me. And, you know, I I don't see any redemptive value in it. I just didn't. I I just played a devil's advocate here for a minute. Um, You're fired. (laughs) Like, I, I, I totally, I haven't seen Rent, so I don't, I don't want to comment too much on it, but the thing is like, I think we do have a tendency to like demonize homosexuality. I agree that it's, it's wrong and it's a sin, but I think that we, we can see past so many other things in films, but when it comes to that, like, even like what we will praise Walk the Line, which I think is a great movie. But that glorified, it, it glorified divorce. He left his wife. It was a love story between him and a woman who wasn't his wife. But like we, and it glorified it. It, it mm-hmm. said, this is okay because he loves her and he can leave his family and it, it's okay because he's gonna, they're going to live happily ever after, wait right. to the end of the movie. But it's like we can see past it, but for some reason with like homosexuality, it's different. And, and I'm guilty of it too. Like, when I saw the preview for Brokeback Mountain, I was like, I had the same reaction that I think a lot of people did. But I wonder, I wonder why I automatically have that reaction to that and not other sins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or we'll all walk out of uh, Wedding Crashers thinking that was so funny, but then we're so uncomfortable with uh, with Rent. There is kind of a double standard, and I don't know how to approach that. But I mean, I think there is some truth in that. And the reading, you know, that I've done about you know, film as, you know, an art form and Christians involved in creating film. One of the biggest criticisms that I've heard is that Christians try to create film with an agenda and true art, true film that you'll find in the mainstream is just um, an art form that kind of holds up a mirror to society or reality. But maybe, you know, when we do encounter things like Rent, um, if we if we sense that there's an agenda being pushed, that's no different than, you know, a cheesy Christian film that is made just to, you know, push a message or And, an and they wouldn't enjoy a cheesy Christian film with an agenda. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. those audiences. And, you know, I, I, I agree that we do probably have a double standard at times, but I also think that as Christians, we do have to have a moral standard in our lives. I mean, there's a difference... Um, there, there's just there has to be a difference between us and what we enjoy and what we call entertainment, and what those who don't know God do. You know, mm-hmm. there has to be a, and, and I don't know what that line is, but I mean, I think rather than saying no, we should be more pers- permissive about entertainment like Rent. 
I don't think that's the answer. Maybe it is that we should hold up a higher standard to movies, other movies. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned Walk the Line and you mentioned Wedding Crashers. It's like maybe we should kind of look at our tolerance level in those areas more, more I don't know. There's, there's an article in the upcoming issue um, written by John Bach, who um, is co-founder of Grace Hill Media, a company that represents um, mainstream movies to kind of the, the Christian um media world and uh, he wrote about um, you know Christians want to change Hollywood or impact Hollywood you know positively and he says the way to do that is to support films that do represent you know things that you know we feel comfortable supporting and you're probably not going to find very many and um, but he has a thing what he calls the 90 percent 90% rule mm-hmm. if, if it has you know if there's a little bit in the movie that you know you're not completely comfortable with but it does have it does you know have strong values a, you know a good story it's well made if it's you know all that then then go see it and go support it and if Christians start supporting movies like that um, Hollywood's going to make more of them because they want to make movies that people go see yeah I mean I, and the 90% rule I think is a really interesting concept it's not black and white all or nothing because mm-hmm. if you were like that you really couldn't see anything other than a G movie right. but I think that there's a lot to be learned from other movies I mean I think you know a movie like The First Matrix or I think a movie like um, Good Will Hunting <laughs> I like how you say The First Matrix yeah. um, good, you know Good Will Hunting was an R-rated movie but it was one of the most uh, challenging and, and important movies that I've ever seen yeah. in my mm-hmm. life and, and to me like yeah it's not necessarily that it has to be squeaky clean but if it if it is going to be something that goes against maybe what the standard I hold as a Christian, there's got to be something more going on. Mm-hmm. It can't just be mindless entertainment, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Hasseltine has, has written about that a lot in our magazine, about how it, the problem with Christian entertainment, radio, whatever, is that they try to be family-friendly, and by doing that, they, um, you know, the, the gospel is messy, the gospel is, is violent, and, mm-hmm. you know, there are... It, we don't have to be afraid of things that aren't, you know, safe for the little ears in our family. <laughs> I agree. Well, I don't think we reached any resolution yeah. at all, uh, other than the fact that I'm not a homophobe and I'm not a bigot just because I don't like rent. So stop emailing me. <laughs> well, and, and I don't think it's something where we have to find. Uh, you, this is a bigger issue than something that can be nailed down in a. I, a, I guarantee a you, uh, listening to this podcast right now, and in our office, maybe not in our office, but in this podcast right now, there's somebody who feels that all secular entertainment is is bad. That we should only listen to and watch things that uplift our spirits. You know, mm-hmm. there are people who think that kind of like what we were just talking about that there should be a line, but the ninety percent rule is a good idea. We can be challenged by stuff that's kind of rough around the edges, and we can enjoy it, and then we're not going to hell because of it. And then there's people who started out that way, but now there is no standard. That there's no difference between what they enjoy and what they intake and what somebody who doesn't know Jesus would enjoy and intake. And there's, you know, and all of them would call themselves Christians and upstanding Christians and I'm growing in my walk with the Lord Christians. And so it's like, and all feel that they're right. And so I don't know what the answer is because catch me on whatever day of the week and I'm probably any one of those three Mm -hmm. opinions. Yeah. 
You know, in Relevant Magazine, we cover secular music, we cover secular books, we cover secular movies. You know, to me, the big debate in Christianity in the past has been secular music versus not, you know, versus listening to only Christian music. I think when you hit college in your 20s, you outgrow that debate. That's a youth group debate. To me, secular music is no different than reading a secular book. Reading a secular book, quote unquote, is not wrong. I can read a book on business. I can read a book on art. I can read a book on just a fiction story that I enjoy. And okay, so why can't I listen to music in the same light? Um, Why can't I watch a movie in the same light? So, you know, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with secular music. Art is art. Good art is good art. And God is the creator of all things. He is the creative fuel in this world. And so if something's creative and good, therefore it can point me to the Lord. That's my opinion. Um, But when you start entering into questionable moral material in that art, as Christians, we have to, we have to, I don't know. We really do have to look within ourselves and come up with, how am I going to live my life? I have to live my life by a standard. The question is, what is that standard for each of us, you know? And on that note, (laughs) uh, slices this week. I got, uh, this is one with education and the Bible. It's not a intelligent design, which is another hot button issue, but it is, um, you know, this, the Bible has been banned from public schools for a long time, but well, <laughs> newsflash, that's my slice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For a long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> you need to do more research, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't find any. We landed on the moon. I couldn't find any good music. I, that's all I found. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesse, Jesse just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled out of bed. It came to the podcast. He started sleeping in the studio. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> there... Uh, they're trying to introduce a new book in the public school system that looks at the Bible as like a reference point in history um, and kind of looks at its influence on Western civilization. Uh, Let's see. The book is called The Bible and Its Influence, and it basically looks at how the Bible has been kind of shaped history. And so there's actually some school districts that are considering put it into... Um, the, the I'm gonna guess it's like Birmingham and I don't think it Nashville says. and all the, all the <laughs> ones in the, the Bible the, Belt. The Bible Belt. Yeah. But apparently it's non-religious. But I don't know if you can. <laughs> but it's about not. the Bible. A non-religious book about the Bible. But when I when I was in, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I went to a public school in Virginia, which is I guess kind of the Bible Belt. I don't know. But um, anyway, like we studied Islam in in a history class. And we studied about, we like, I learned, I remember, I, like, jihad was a vocab word, you know? <laughs> and now it's... Spell it. uh, <laughs> I'm not a good speller. In case you read slices, you can tell that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> My slice is about the, uh, and it kind of ties back into the whole conversation we were having earlier. About orthopedic shoes? It's about the orthopedic shoes, yes. No, it's about the uh, Family Television Awards. Um, last week... The big winners included uh, Lost, which is one of our staff favorites. The King of Queens. Tyler has a man crush on Sawyer. I do have a man crush on Sawyer. I hate Sawyer. That kind of ties back into the Are you homophobic? I hate Sawyer with the passion of a thousand white hot suns. (laughs) I think he's great. He's a a killer with a heart of gold. He's subversive. He's shifty. I... I I, I, just I can't don't trust like, the guy. I don't I don't even like his like his look. Like I don't ugh. like his redneck tendencies. <laughs> I like how he's got a nickname for everybody. Tyler, what do you think would be his nickname for you if he knew you? Fluffy Bunny. Fluffy Bunny. <laughs> um, that or he'd just call me Charlie. 
because apparently I've been told by several people that I remind them of Charlie on the show. Oh, you do look like Charlie. Yep, I'm a hobbit. Yeah, I was gonna say Charlie was a hobbit. If he has a Virgin Mary at his desk, I'm I'm checking (laughs) it for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy him one. You look like Charlie. We all, everybody. (laughs) Can you talk in an accent? Um, it's it's only a ridiculous, over the top kind of. uh... Let's hear it. Okay, if Charlie was from Boston, what would he sound like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. No, do it. The, the listeners don't know. He does a great Boston accent. Go ahead. Let's hear it. What, what do okay, here's where it came from. Tyler worked for one day at Walt Disney World. He came down to intern at Relevant last year, and he went for a day, and they immediately put him into training. And before training began, before he heard anything about Disney, they came and had the union rep inundate them with propaganda. And the union rep sounded like this. You think Michael Eisner cares about you? You think Mickey Mouse is going to be watching your back? No, that's what we got the union for. <laughs> Mickey Mouse doesn't care about you. Michael Eisner, he's sitting up there in his, ma- in his mansion. He's just, he's just counting his money. You got to have your boys behind you. <laughs> that's great. And Tyler didn't go back. Tyler that was, cried. <laughs> that was my Tyler first and cried. last day. <laughs> I thought Michael Eisner cared about me. Sorry. Goofy kicked me in the pants and showed me to my car. <laughs> his dreams were shattered. <laughs> Did you sign up for the union or no? No, I, um, because then he came by, like, he walked up to everybody individually, like, with his little sheet of paper, and I was like, oh, do I have to sign this? Did you see your childhood just pass before your eyes? Like, <laughs> I need like, to call like my you mom just woke and up, like, <gasps> Boston last week named their official Christmas tree a holiday tree. No. Mm. Yeah. It set off a furor. According the to war the news is item. on. People didn't like it. I don't understand that. Okay, we talked about holiday, Christmas stuff last week, whatever. You know, happy holidays, no problem. Because there's a lot of holidays that happen right at once. But a tree, it's a Christmas tree. It's not a Hanukkah tree. They don't use that. They don't, it's not no. a Kwanzaa tree. It's a Christmas tree. Right. That's just it's, going out of your it's way. It's like saying it. the holiday yeah. bunny. It's the Easter bunny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not a it's true. It's not a Lincoln Day bunny. I mean, it's it's... I'm sorry. This is weird. Yeah, because yeah. we only use the only. Yeah, exactly. You only use it once a year for one holiday. I, I, I mean, unless you just let's just call live it Christmas time is here. Okay. The um, speaking of Tyler singing, uh, yesterday we laid down five new Tyler singing tracks for Relevant TV. What What were the selections? You don't need to sing them now. Don't give them away. But the selections included. Um, on request, by, by request, time after time. Because there's a thread going. There's yeah. a Tyler singing thread. You should do thread. a, like a best uh, On the message boards? It, it's on the uh, relevant TV, the relevant TV comments. Yeah. yeah. Um, also by request, we had uh, Freebird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's always a request. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there will be 12 more requests for Freebird by the end of the day. Um, there was uh, Big House by Audio Adrenaline. Oh yeah, for all the uh, for all the Christian rock fans in the house. Yeah. That's Christian um, pop, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. CHR. I saw um, him live a couple times, radio. and it was definitely rock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Hello, Cleveland. Everything everything he said was like in a scream. Like, how are you doing tonight? And then he's like, that's uh, pretty good. He's like, oh, at my left is my guitar player. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, you sounded like Legion for you are mini. <laughs> no, I'm saying if you ever see audio drilling, we're not talking about Striper now. No, right? I'm serious. Like everything he said was in this like this rock yell. Like, how many of you know the words? 
words? Yeah! And it, it was, I was like afraid. like a pastor on speed. Yeah. Do you want to know a tidbit about me? Audio Adrenaline <laughs> is probably the band that I've seen live more than any other band ever. Wow. I've seen, I've somehow or another, I've seen them, I don't know, 10 times. Sometimes they just show up in my backyard and just... <laughs> <laughs> you must have a big house with lots and lots of food. Well, because they are a. <laughs> you play a, football. <laughs> they're a band with the guitars in their hand. They're crossing the land. Anybody it's remember Cameron. that one? Is it you who has the toy Jesus that's playing football? Yeah, yeah. That is the greatest. It's it's a it's one of these Catholic figurines where Jesus, you know, plays with the children, and the children are playing football. And and the little child quarterback is handing off the <laughs> ball to the running back Jesus, and another defensive player kid is just coming in shoulder into his gut, like about to level <laughs> our Lord and Savior. I mean, it's it, and it's just and it's right there in a ceramic figurine on my where, shelf. Where Can did a you... figurine be Catholic? It's a Catholic figure. Well, well, it was caught. I went to a Catholic website. The, the website had a bunch of Catholic stuff, and it was Catholic toys for the Catholic children. Okay. I have a one of those nine inch or twelve inch uh, uh, action figures, like the big GI Joes. That's a Jesus, and it talks, and the Jesus is in a robe, you know, and and so you're like, and he looks how peaceful he looks like Jesus, you know, and then you press the button, and he goes, he's reciting the Ten Commandments, and he goes, <laughs> the first commandment, <laughs> thou shalt, and it's like this deep, horrible Charleston Heston voice coming out of this like. Nice looking twenty something Jesus. It's James Earl Jones. Verizon <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>. Wireless four <laughs> one. I saw a preview of the Book of Daniel. I'm gonna go yeah. TV right. show. Cameron is leaving the building. He's coming. He's coming to get the the, the oh. speaking Jesus. Can we have some good uh, running music while he's on? Like. <laughs> so I saw a preview for the Book of Daniel. Yeah. And they actually have, like, Jesus appear on the show. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I got a press photo from them, uh, like, last week. And it was, like, in the foreground, you got uh, Aiden Quinn's character. Is that the name of the actor? Uh, no. Uh, whatever the, the actor is. And then behind him, like, a little blurred out. Right behind him, you've got Jesus. It was just kind of weird. <laughs> oh, his battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like a bubbling brook. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a ray gun. This, this is so relaxing right now. <laughs> Listen to the calming sounds of Jesus. <laughs> did, did the Bible say that his voice was as like a babbling brook? Play it again. Play it again. <laughs> Mighty rushing waters. Yeah, that's, that's Ray Gun. Yeah. doesn't work. Jesus Aww. spoke with the voice of an outer space Ray Gun. <laughs> oh, the battery's dead. Oh, the irony. And it's still going. <laughs> and in relevant news this week, uh, a couple cool things have happened. Relevant TV continues to um, blow up. I got an email from um, uh, the head of Mono vs. Stereo, which is the label for... Um, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster last Tuesday. The ones that basically I said, please stop and right. call off the troops. So, uh, But that you love the label. You did stress that. Uh, did I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did. okay. Well, Brad emailed me and was like, hey, we're really not doing anything. So apparently it's a true grassroots music or movement uh, to get those uh, videos at the top of the list. Um, I somehow am on the Mono vs. Stereo Street Team email or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a thing uh, in the email that I got yesterday. Mm. Mm. 
saying to go vote. But all it said was go vote. Well, actually, I told I told Brad I appreciated the label mentioning to go vote because it builds awareness and traffic, and I want more labels to do that. But if you're not a fan of Maylene and Last Tuesday. Go vote for the other videos. Last mm-hmm. Tuesday has been at the top, either one or two, for as long as we've had them on the list, which, you know, that's cool, but there's other bands well, right, that... Well, actually, right now, Copeland is far and away running away really? with the list right now. Yeah, Copeland, for whatever reason, you know, we reset every every Wednesday, and so when we reset last Wednesday... Um, last Tuesday? The, uh, <laughs> uh, for some reason, Copeland, just like five to one, I mean, five to one, just uh, over the number two video... I said a disgusting Can I, <laughs> Can I vote for Tyler Clark on the videos? No, but that's a great segue. We got too many uh, requests for the Tyler Clark videos, and so we thought we've got to meet this grassroots demand that we're receiving for Tyler Clark singing the the hits. So he's actually doing an album. So uh, <laughs> He's uh, now signed to Monoverse Stereo. No, I'm just kidding. RelevantTyler.com. <laughs> Check it out. Have you bought that? No. I, I We should. We should. We've talked about it for a year. Yeah, you better do it before this podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah. Someone else is going to buy it and ransom it. Um, so basically, uh, the news is that we have a new video page um, attached to Relevant TV. If you go check out the, the website, relevantmagazine.com, um, they're on the new nav um, under media, Relevant TV, then you'll see video archives. It's actually a page where you can watch on demand all the stuff that we make. Uh, it's our commercials. It's the interviews that we have with bands. Right now, there's uh, segments up with Anne Berlin. Um, I think the Pigeon John ones are going up from when Pigeon John guest hosted yeah. uh, Relevant TV a couple weeks ago. Um, it's all of our bumps. It's our intern escapades. It's Tyler Clark singing the hits. And also all of our commercials for our books and stuff. You can watch them on demand. You can forward them to your friends. It's a really cool little feature. Um, yeah, when we first did the... Uh the first music videos with me. Um, one thing I said was, I don't want to become the Star Wars guy, the lightsaber guy. <laughs> and you promised me, Cameron, that they were not going to be able to, you weren't going to be able to forward them on to people. No, now I'm going, can, to be on, I'm going to be on collegehumor.com. No, see, they can't rip the video. Okay. They can forward it, but they can only watch okay. their relevant magazine. They'll, find, they'll figure out a way. They we, can't, we, no. It's you really like the Numa Numa guy? You can't huh? rip okay. Um Also, the, you know, the we mentioned if several weeks ago about the new front page on the website it's uh we've been tweaking it and playing with it and it's now locked in you can listen to this podcast right there on the front of relevantmagazine.com you can see the number one video the video of the week uh spotlighted there there's a number of new features there on the front page there's a new navigation bar as well and we're adding a bunch of new products to the relevant store uh there's uh new apparel just in time for christmas there's some new books and and now Finally, I don't know why we didn't even think of it. You can buy the college edition on relevantstore.com. If for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it, uh, we have a few thousand copies left over, and we can make them available. I think it's two dollars um, available at relevantstore.com. So I want you to stop by and check it out, and buy it for your friends in college this Christmas. And I think that'll do it, right? Anything else? No? Editorial question of the week. Oh, of course. And here's the wonderful intro music that Flynn made for the editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. How much money do you plan to spend on friends and loved ones this Christmas? What about enemies? I would hope that you wouldn't buy them anything. Why? We're supposed to love our enemies. This is true. Christmas is a time of love. <laughs> a, um, under 50 bucks. There you go. 
B. And you're not making this up on the fly at all. <laughs> B. Under 200 bucks. Wait, but if you spent 25, you're still under 200. Oh, yeah. 50 okay. to 200, you say. Mm. More than zero? <laughs> Wait, no, B. More than zero. <laughs> C. More than zero. Or D. Zero. Because <laughs> you're not. E. None of the above. <laughs> Happy holidays. Why don't you. Why don't, in your answers, why don't you give me your range? Because <laughs> we won't be able to compile them. Right. Here, A, under $50. B, $50 to $150. C, $150 to $250. And D, above $250. Yes. Editorial at relevantmagazine.com. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Relevant Podcast. As always, I'm Cameron Strang. Still hasn't changed. I'm Kara. Happy holidays. I'm Jesse. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Kara. <laughs> I'm Tyler, the beautiful Kwanzaa. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere.